Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. We figured since we've got a bit of spare time on our hands, we'd interview some of our fave celebs and influential figures in the beauty industry and share those interviews with you. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when a bonus episode drops. I must say it is not very often that we interview guests who also happen to be huge fans of us. So this is a very weird experience, but today we are speaking to Lily Brown. If you don't know Lily, she's an Australian YouTuber. She's got about 360K on Instagram and she happens to be a massive fan of this podcast. Her and her mum, Natalie, just are obsessed with it and we love them and they talk about it all the time and we're so grateful for the support that they've given us. So we're having Lily on today and This was a real task for Matthew because we just could not stop talking. So (laughs) he's had to cut a lot out, but here is our interview with Lily. Oh, Matthew. We love Matthew. Matthew. We love Matthew. (laughs) I always say that in recordings and I say to Hannah, is it inappropriate? (laughs) Matthew, cut that out, please. I'm like, of course, Hannah, of course. Oh, I love that you know the podcast so well. Oh my god, like the back of my hand, like you wouldn't, you don't even know. It's it's a sick addiction, but I love it. We should get Lily actually one on another episode. Remember how we had Matthew? Like we did a Q and A with yes. him to see how well he knew us. Yes, we should do that one day. Oh my god, me and my mum, me and my mum would have you guys. Like, oh my god, yes. down pat. Uh, I honestly oh don't think god. we're ever going to start this interview because we're just like no. chatting. Yeah, it's just- I'm the one that has to rein everyone in. But we are very, very grateful for the support that you've given the show because I think a lot of people listening now probably discovered us via you posting about it on socials. But I wanted to know how much your skincare routine has actually changed since you started listening to the podcast. Were there moments where you were like, oh, I've been doing something wrong this whole time? Oh, my God. I can't even tell you. I don't even remember what my skincare routine was like before. Honestly, I didn't use serums. I didn't use a night cream. I didn't use actives. Like, nothing. So, to go (laughs) from... What were you using? I don't even know. I'm like, was it just coconut (laughs) oil and water? Like, what was it? I don't even know. I bet you you were doing coconut oil. I totally was. I reckon you were a coconut oil girl. I totally was. I totally was. Only because, only because my skin, like... I had the worst flare-up of eczema about 24 months ago. I was in Sydney for Fashion Week with a girlfriend and we had the whole week in Sydney for Fashion Week going to the shows and there was paparazzi and, you know, all sorts of things. So you want to look beautiful and your best, obviously. So we had this big chock-a-block week with Fashion Week and then on the back end of that, I was doing Mechaland. So I had um, meetups at Mechaland for, like, the the three-day weekend that they host every year. Oh, my gosh. So... It was then that my skin was like, hi, we just want to make it the worst time of your life. Let's just flare <laughs> up your skin. It was the worst experience, like having to put makeup on over the top of seeping, flaring eczema Ooh. and then hoping that other people don't see it and like yeah. comment on it because you're already so fragile. Like obviously, like for yeah. me in particular, when how you look is essentially your job, mm. having to just put stuff on and just like put a band-aid over it pretty much and pretend that it's not happening. It's like, oh my God, this is, I'm really embarrassed. Like I'm really fragile. I hope that no one 
says anything because I might lose my mm. I don't know. It was just, it was so, so bad. So my skin was really, sen- and is still really sensitive. So I have to be super careful with specific products that I use. Like the other day I used a product that I got an, I got an acid burn underneath my yes. eye. And you DM'd me going, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, Joe, I literally, SOS, I need your help. Like this is bad. But yeah, it's changed, completely changed. Like I now have a seven step skincare routine when I used to just be a coconut oil and yeah. water girl. Wow. That's so embarrassing to say out loud. You're definitely Hannah because you probably started out like me, which was Joe. I pretty much didn't use it. I used olive oil in my hair. So oh. very similar. Mum mum definitely thinks I'm a Hannah. Yes. That is such I a am. compliment. Oh my God. I feel like I feel like I'm complimenting myself by calling myself you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, stop it. No one has ever said that. All I the DMs I get are how weird I am. Oh my so. God, no. Let's run away to Thailand together, like off into the sunset. <laughs> Anyway, back back to back to skincare. What were the top three worst things you'd say you were doing to your skin before you overhauled your routine, aside from the coconut oil? Okay, so yeah, obviously coconut oil would never go back there. I would say um, sleeping with my makeup on after a big night out. Mm. Oh my god, the Ooh. thought of doing that these days—we've all been there. Yes, we've been there. <laughs> How like that is just the worst thing in my opinion mm. and obviously I'm sure Joe you're just like oh my god yes obviously yeah um <laughs> binge drinking like alcohol on the weekends like I I wouldn't I never drink alcohol because I like the taste I'm drinking to get drunk do you know what I mean yeah <laughs> so and obviously like you get really dehydrated so and not drinking enough water that was another thing I try and drink like at least three liters of water a day these days which I think has really helped with my skin and, and getting over the eczema as well and not wearing SPF. I never used to wear it. Naughty girl. Maybe you are more of a Hannah than I thought you were. I am. I totally am. You mentioned SPF. And after the interview that we did with Natalie Fornasia on a bonus episode, you booked in a skin check and you encouraged all your followers to do the same, which I absolutely appreciate you doing because that's an amazing way to use your platform. Can you tell us about that experience that you had with your skin check and what's happened since then? Yeah, so um, you're right. That episode absolutely rocked me with Natalie. Mm. I actually have quite a strong history, like family history with skin cancer and melanoma in particular. My dad's dad passed away when he was 68 from melanoma on the brain. I guess, you know, when you're young, you you for sure just think that you're immune and the exception to everything. You don't think that anything can happen to you. But hearing her story was kind of just like a bit of a wake-up call for me, I think. And I thought, well, okay, you know, you're pale skin, red hair, you've got a family history with skin cancer. You're 22 years old and you've never had a skin check and you never used to wear SPF. Alarms were just like going Mm. off in my head and um, Mm. I immediately booked a skin check. I went and she checked my whole body, took a photo of a few. I think there was about 10 or 15 that she took a photo of just to keep an eye on. But there's one on my lip, a little tiny little spot freckle on my lip. And she saw it just as she was finishing taking all all of the photos from the ones on my body. She just saw it like just on the off chance. And she said, how long has that been there for? And I said, oh my God, I don't know, maybe two years. I don't know. I think I noticed it come up after a trip to Greece. And she said, 
you need to go to a plastic surgeon and get that looked at. In her mind, she's thinking that could be something, could be cancerous, whatever. So I was referred to a plastic surgeon and mom and I went. She had to come and hold my hand because I was way too scared to do it by myself. So that was great. She came with me for that and he looked at it straight away and he said, that looks benign which was great news to me, but also I'm sitting there mm. sort of thinking, I was umming and umming and ahhing a little bit like, well, you know, as I said, I'm super pale naturally and I've got red hair. I'm more susceptible to getting sunburned and the family history. I thought just to be safe and especially after hearing Natalie's story, I thought just get it out, even though it's on your lip and I've had a lot of issues with my lips in the last six yes. months. I thought, just get it out and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. So I'm scheduled yeah. for, um, yeah, like mid-January, I think I'm going to get it taken out. Wow. What a big process. So full on, yeah. I think something that's really resonated with both Joe and I and something that you and I have chatted about on the DMs is about the, I guess, the struggles and the impact on our kind of mental health that comes along with being exposed to a large audience and the trolls and the keyboard warriors. I can't even imagine what you have to deal with because I get one podcast review telling me I'm like whatever and that just like ruins my like entire week yeah (laughs) so I don't know what it would be like for you I guess what are kind of coming some of your strategies for dealing with the negativity online it's definitely something that I'm still trying to work out I'm a really sensitive person and I actually do care a lot about what other people think of me and being a good role model and being a positive role model and a good influence on my audience. So, you know, when someone says something that you just know is so untrue or so far off from what you are, it it does hurt for sure. Mm. So I think surrounding myself with people like my mom and my boyfriend who always sort of reassure me that, you know, I am a good person and I am a kind-hearted person and I do everything that I can with the platform that I have. I work really closely with two charities that I I try and, you know, put the word out there about them so that others can get on board and support them. And that makes me feel really good about myself. I would be lying to you if I say I meditate and do yoga and do all of that, you know, (laughs) stuff. I don't, I just don't. Oh my God. Yes. I just don't do it. I don't either. I just don't. (laughs) Joanna, you, for some reason deal, I don't know why you deal with the negativity so much better than me. What's your headspace about it? Because I think I'm like Lily, I'm pretty sensitive to it. I think it comes down to the fact that I have a really bad memory. So often when I read something negative, I've forgotten it in 15 minutes. (laughs) So that helps a lot. Um, I've just forgotten about it. But also I've just never really been a very sensitive person. Like that's just who I am. Like I can, I've got very thick skin. I can like, I can take a fair bit, but also like I know myself. And I think that kind of comes back to your point, Lily, like, you know, that you're a good person. So for sure. And also a very small part of our personalities comes out on this podcast. And I know that no one saying negative things is actually my friend or knows me personally, Um, even though all of our listeners are technically kind of our friends. But anyone saying anything negative has never had anything to do with me personally. So I think I just look at it that way. They only see, because we got a review once that said we were vacuous. And I was like, you don't even know me. Oh, I've been called a vacuous alcoholic. Oh. Oh, my. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It's aggressive. Do you know what I was doing, Hannah? I was binge drinking in Thailand. (laughs) 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 And there's a whole video on YouTube about it. I'm actually really surprised I haven't got any reviews saying, Hannah, can you shut the F up about Thailand? We're sick of it. (laughs) I'm really surprised. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised as well. (laughs) Yeah. So you actually mentioned your lips 
earlier and you've been, I think you were probably the first in a long line of influencers that are now having their lip fillers dissolved. And to be honest, you made me think a lot about it, even though I haven't had my lips done in like two years, but I was like, maybe I should go and have them dissolved and start again. (laughs) But you did a couple of YouTube vlogs, which I watched, I watched both of them and you showed the process of having them dissolved and redone. And you spoke about that being a big hit to your confidence. And, mm. you know, people were commenting like, oh, my God, you look so much better. And you're like, I don't care. That's not like how I feel comfortable. I Totally. This is what I have to make myself feel confident. So can you talk to us a little bit about that thought process and what that was like? It was. It was a crazy experience. I had heard so many horror stories about people getting their lips dissolved and it's the most painful thing you could do. If you don't have to do it, don't ever do it. Like it's 10 times worse than getting lip filler. I'm like, okay, (laughs) keep your opinions to yourself. I need to just (laughs) do this and just have it done and not think about anyone else's opinions in the outside world. So I actually didn't know going into the experience. Like I I went with a friend of mine who was getting some Botox or something filler. I don't know at the time. And I was just holding her hand at the appointment. And I said to the lady, I was like, I would love to get some more lip filler, but I know that you're really booked out here in Brisbane because she's super popular. Anyway, she's like, yeah, you can go and make an appointment down at the reception. Um, It'll probably be a three month wait. I'm like, okay, no worries. I'll book it in and three months will go by, whatever. It'll be fine go down to reception and the lady at reception just got off the phone and she's like, oh, we've actually just had an appointment show up on Friday, which was in two days time. So I'm like, oh my God, perfect. I'm getting lip filler on Friday. This is amazing. I want like literally fill me up. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the nurse, is, the nurse is standing next to the receptionist and she's like, oh, you're not going to like what I've got to say. And I'm like, oh my God, what are you going to say? And she goes, so I actually can tell that you've got migration in your lips and I refuse to inject over anyone's product that obviously isn't mine or I don't know where you've been injected, whatever. She just Mm -hmm. needed a clean slate pretty much. I freaked (laughs) out. I was like, oh, my God, (sighs) this has to – like, I I have to – I'm going to get more lip filler. Like, I'll get more lip filler for however long that I choose to get filler for. I have to get them dissolved in order to get more filler. So it's got to happen. Booked it in, ended up going, and, yeah, it was a – as you saw in the video, it was a pretty, like, invasive – thing to have mm. done. It was like seven, seven mils or something of dissolving agent they had to inject into Ooh, my lips. Wow. And I think legally, legally, you're only allowed to inject one and a half mils of filler if you're getting your lips filled. So if you can imagine how full they look after you get one mil of, yeah. filler, of actual filler, seven mils was like, well, you see in the video, I look like a, a fish. If you want to see the video of it, it's on Lily's YouTube channel. But I was like, whoa. Yeah, that whole two weeks, like I, I couldn't get more filler for two weeks. So I was just like, they were just getting smaller and smaller and smaller by the day. And I was just looking at mm. myself in the mirror, just thinking, oh my gosh, like something so small has such an impact on my confidence and I rely so much on it. It was a weird mm-hmm. thing. Like, do I get more filler and then like feel confident or do I stop letting this like material and like mm-hmm. substance rule my confidence? I don't know. It was, it was sort yeah. of a bit of a weird thing for me, but I mean, obviously I went back two weeks later and <laughs> then just got pumped back up again and here we are. So, <laughs> so it's but great. It- 
There's so much judgment around cosmetic procedures, but I think at the end of the day, you're the one that has to look at yourself in the mirror. And if there's a procedure that is going to make you feel better about yourself and that's something that you want to do, you're in charge of your own decisions and what you want to do to your face. So Couldn't agree more. I've just been admiring your makeup because it always looks flawless. Like even on your Instagram stories, you always just look so glam. Like even when you are coming back from the gym, I'm like, how? Oh, Joe, that means so much coming from you. Stop it. Can you tell us what are some of your all-time fave products? Can be skincare, it can be makeup, fragrance, whatever. Or are there things that you've actually discovered from the potty that you were like, I couldn't live without that now? Oh, my God. Well, okay, I'll give you an overall with skincare. The Ordinary mm-hmm. changed my game. Also, yeah. skin skinceuticals. Yeah. Oh, my God, Joe. I, when you guys sent me that beautiful care package months ago, that was when my love affair with skincare sort of started. And that SkinCeuticals, what's it called? The purple bottle? The HA Intensifier. That's it. Oh, what a fantastic product. Did I send product. you C for Rulik as well? I can't remember what I sent you. Uh, yeah, girl. Yeah, you did. Yes, and I, I repurchased. Did. I repurchased with my own money. And that's how you get a customer. Yeah, <laughs> that's and that's how, how you get, get a customer. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah>. Marketing geniuses. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yeah, so good. Like pretty much everything, like your favorites that you guys sent me, I used obviously till they were empty. All of that stuff, which is obviously all available on a door, I just loved and really did change my skin using retinol Mm, like what yeah that is just something that I was so scared of doing for so long because of my the condition of my skin and my impaired Mm. barrier about that (laughs) she got the lingo I got the lingo (laughs) yeah yeah that's probably skincare I would say yeah all of that sort of stuff but makeup wise I've just had this love affair with Shiseido foundation oh I've heard about that it's the synchro skin self-refreshing foundation by Shiseido it is probably the best foundation I've ever tried it makes your skin look soft and you do look soft right now oh thank you yeah so do you Mm. Joe. yeah you really do (laughs) thank you so much Now, we did mention your mum and we're going to get you and your mum back on for a cringy convo. I think that is an excellent idea. But how much has she influenced your approach to beauty aside from obviously introducing you to Beauty IQ Uncensored? My mum is like defying aging. I don't know how she is doing it, but she is literally aging backwards. But yeah, she, my mom has always been super healthy. Like she's been working out. She's been going to the gym every day since she was 14. So growing up, like we've, or she's always, you know, cooked us delicious, healthy dinners and she hasn't worked since she got pregnant with me 23 years ago. So she has r- run the household, you know, for 23 years. She looks after my brother, my dad and myself, and she's always, been so adamant that we eat really good food. So I think that's sort of what I can put it down to, just her living a really healthy lifestyle from such a young age. And that's all that I've known growing up, obviously, in our household is just seeing how she runs her day by going to the gym and always eating healthy lunch and healthy dinner and just putting such an emphasis on internal well-being 
it's had such an impact on me growing up and knowing yeah how to live a healthy life I guess yeah I was gonna say I feel like we have influenced your mum's beauty routine as well so I'm gonna take a little bit of so credit much. for her aging process oh my god um, yes no you can you totally can she <laughs> she is so like her nighttime routine is like it would probably be like yours, Joe. I imagine it would be yeah, just like probably. yours. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> no one like you can't you can't interrupt her. Like she's doing her own thing. It's sort of like meditation for her, I think. Mm, I love that yeah. analogy. So skincare is basically like for your mental health, is basically yes. what you're saying. Yeah, right now. it is. So like spending thousands of dollars on skincare, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk with you all day, Lily, and I feel like we absolutely need to get you and your mom back on that's happening i'm gonna schedule yes. it in we're gonna Yay. do it It'll be a fun that's gonna time. be amazing oh my god i can't wait but thank you so much for chatting to us it's been an absolute pleasure you're a joy oh i love you guys and so thanks much. for supporting the potty and thank you to everybody who follows yes. Lily, who has ended up being a fan of this <laughs> podcast as well we appreciate you your worlds <laughs> are finally colliding because we've got her on the pod yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god i love it thank you guys so much it's been such a pleasure i adore you no pun intended (laughs) thanks everyone for joining us today don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends it helps other people to discover us and also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast so if you can leave us a review that would be much appreciated 